Welcome to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show number 257, with your host, Lauren Gray. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Hospitality Marketing, the podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Gray, and this is episode number 257. So each week we spend around 20 to 30 minutes sharing the most interesting tools, news, and techniques being used in marketing for the hospitality industry. We also do a quick recap of our weekly live video show, This Week in Hospitality Marketing, which also airs every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern, U.S. time. So with that, let's get started. And now, today's new resource tool. Okay, so our tools for review this week, uh, of course, have a central theme to them, which will be connected to our technique. And the three tools that we want to refer to this week are about broadcasting, about getting out the message. Uh, the, the platforms are Restream.io, R-E-S-T-R-E-M-A-M.io, OneStream.live, and the OBSproject.com. So why these three? Well, we know that there is Facebook Live. We know that there is Instagram Live. We know that there is uh, Twitter Periscope, which allows you to broadcast on Twitter. Uh, we know that there's LinkedIn Live if you've gone through the application process and they still consider it in beta, so it's very restrictive and it takes forever and a day to get access to it. Those are platforms, but when you go to those platforms, you're only broadcasting on that platform. Uh, so if the channel for communication isn't that platform, you have to literally duplicate what you did on one to another one and so forth and so on. The other aspect of it too is these tools allow you to multicast. Now, what do I mean by this? Well, simulcast, basically. I use Restream.io for our live show as an instance. And on that, we broadcast to over 10 Facebook pages and platforms and profiles, uh, several YouTube platforms and profiles, uh, several Twitter uh, platforms and profiles, and um, also to LinkedIn. But really now, as I said, LinkedIn has the restriction of being just one, your personal profile that you can broadcast on. Um, there's a low technology and techniques to it, and uh, there is a knowledge circulation that you have to understand bit rates and frame rates and resolutions and so forth to make sure that you can stream adequately to all those platforms. So Restream is very, very helpful in that. Uh, you literally set up and give permission for Restream to connect to those accounts that you have access, administrative access to. And then from there, you can broadcast whatever it is you're doing to all of those channels. But that comes to the key element, broadcasting what exactly? Well. Again, referring to my live show, I use the platform called OBS Project, Open Broadcast uh, Software, or Open Broadcast Services Project. Um, and this is the ability to take either a screen or uh, whatever you would do as a, 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 um, a video source, uh, camera, webcam, if you have on your, cam on your computer, what have you. And it's a lot like what you see in the Zooms and the GoToWebinars and uh, all the others go to meetings where you're selecting the screen you want to share. Well, it, it does that in effect. What you do is, for me, I actually share a second screen. And that second screen is if I was an attendee of the live show and I have the OBS use that as the source of the broadcast. And I use the audio of the computer, not the microphone of the computer, but the audio of the computer uh, to be the audio source of that. You have to get that particular. This is my video. This is my audio, what have you. It does a lot more than this. Please understand that OBS software is very robust. You can do overlays and picture in pictures and lower thirds and lots of cool stuff with this. Uh, but I use the OBS project to be my source that I use to my restream that then distributes it or simulcasts it to all the platforms that I'm wanting to do. And those two tools combined is what gives me my weekly broadcast. Now, OneStream Live 
It's a little different than those. Now, what it has in similarity to Restream is that it has access to a tremendous amount of platforms. Uh, and additionally to what I have as Restream, uh, OneStream also has access to Instagram Live, and it also allows to do 360 video. Now, maybe not now is important, but given current circumstances and the longevity of when we may actually attend a conference, in the future tense, especially when you look at Microsoft looking to the first person video engagement of a 360 and so forth, this may be something in the future tense that people might be interested in doing. Picture, if you will, that you would like to run a conference. Now, we're all kind of Zoom fatigued and uh, Microsoft team fatigued and go, go to webinar and blue jeans and join me and all these platforms that we're using, go, uh, Google Meetings and so forth, of a single screen, Brady Bunch tiles of people that are participating. We may want to have a more first person experience. Well, with OneStream, with the 360 video broadcasting capability, it allows you to put a 360 camera in a room and let's say for instance due to proper social distancing and so forth you have a stage that's set up with people that are keeping their distance and now you have a panel and you have the traditional presentation screen to a side or behind them with a podium and a speaker and so forth and through that 360 experience and maybe people physically attending as well again socially distanced and being safe you could have that first person experience of actually feeling like you were sitting in that chair in the room able to look at what you would like to look at rather than being forced to look at what the editor of the video is saying, now we're gonna look at the presentation, now we're gonna look at this person's face, now we're gonna look back at the, at the, uh, at the uh, panel. It allows you to kind of look around like you normally do if you're in first person experience. So the cool part of OneStream being able to handle that is pretty neat. Now, the one thing OneStream doesn't do currently is it doesn't do the live streaming like Restream. In other words, I broadcast live and there is no latency to that other than when we turn this on and we simulcast all these platforms, it is a live, production, much like live TV. OneStream takes recorded video and schedules it at predetermined times that you select on the channels you wish to distribute on. So say for instance, my live show, what I take with on, on, when I do it from Restream and uh, OBS Project, I then take it and put it onto OneStream and I schedule it to be replayed at certain times on channels of my choice. This allows people that may have missed the live broadcast to be able to live through it a second time. Obviously connecting it via email so that they can send questions or comment or respond to things that came up in the show that they would like some follow up on. I have those come back to me from the times that we broadcast it that way. But the very neat part of it is, is that I can simulcast then last week's show this week. So that for those who have missed it, this week's show this week again. My podcast, I can turn into video casts, which means simply um, it's a logo with a bouncing uh, audio bar behind it. But then at that point, I can load it into this platform. And now my podcast can get resent that isn't where it's on iTunes or Stitcher or the 38 other platforms we have the show on. But rather, you can actually watch it on Facebook Live or on LinkedIn Live or on Instagram Live or on Periscope Live uh, or YouTube Live. Uh, it gives me that functionality to have other mediums in which to display my podcast if people would like to listen to it. So that's the functionality of OneStream Live. And those are our tools for review this week. Now for this week's hospitality technique. So our technique this week is taking the tools that we're referring to about the ability to simulcast and broadcast and recast and how to do all those things and use it for stop selling, communicate. And what the heck does that mean to a hotelier or a restaurant owner? We kind of got a kick in the teeth this week of uh, the massive resurgent into, uh, unfortunately, our circumstances with COVID and the pandemic. <coughs> Excuse me. And due to that, 
we're no longer talking about optimistically reopening, pre-opening, what emerges, and so forth, as we are talking about survivability, durability, and the ability to exist beyond a short-term future. Um, a lot of dialogue, unfortunately, has turned to the uh, how many com- how many hotels may not reopen, how many restaurants may not reopen, uh, bars will they ever reopen uh, in the near or even semi-near future. Uh, so there's a lot of uncertainty because of this massive growth within the U.S. domestic market for our current circumstances. And not to be political as to how and why and so forth, but from a marketing perspective and the purpose of this podcast, what do we do about it? What can we do about it? Now, we have gone up to this point in making sure that we communicate with our guests in a way. We, we've had this conversation in our podcast and in our live shows that we stop selling and start listening and communicating telling our guests what they need to know to make informed, safe travel decisions. Uh, It does no help that our media and what have you is pointing out that maybe this isn't the time to consider travel because of all the uncertainties that are going on and the inconsistencies of where you're traveling to and from as to what rules and guidelines exist in those places that you're going to. So we had a very lively discussion, which we'll get to on the the live show review today, um, about what we need to go over and put as to what we're doing about it. And that requires communication. What is your hotel? What is your restaurant doing about this? Let's break them into the two sections. For a hotelier, it's about the change in protocol, arriving and what to expect, what to know you should be doing differently, what's being done differently for you, what the rules and expectations are from the hotel as to you as a guest's conduct, whether they require you to wear a mask, how do they require you to wear a mask, what are the rules of wearing a mask, how often do they ask that you have what you do in a common area done. those are things that need to be communicated. And it has nothing to do with rates and dates and rooms and what have you. It has about communicating protocols and information. Also with that is the communication of once there, nobody just comes to stay in your hotel and sit in a room hidden from everybody else, is what are they allowed to do both on your property, your pool, your fitness, your restaurants, whatever it may be, but also too what's available in and around the market itself. What restaurants are open? How are they open? What meal periods are they open? Are they a full menu, partial menu? Do they do delivery, pickup, takeout? internal reservations, external seating, these details, if you can provide them in a communicative way, alleviates the need for the continued research. And if they, of course, find another hotel that does provide them that information, they're more likely to be interested in continuing that conversation with that hotel than to have to come back to yours and then rediscover what all these things would be since you didn't provide them. So communicating that information is very important. So going back to our tools of Restream, OneStream, and 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 OBS Project, what have you, is you need a constant communication dialogue. Now, this can be done via the live streaming, which is hit all platforms and communicate effectively uh, at scheduled times what it is you're talking about. Maybe you're introducing them to the new world of dining in your restaurant and you walk them through in a live scenario as to once you're greeted, how you're greeted, do you call, do you text beforehand to make sure that you have space and seating capacities or what have you? Do you pre-order? Is it touchless ordering? Is it touchless menus? Is it touchless payment? How does that get handled? Okay. That can be done live or you could record that if you're feeling uncomfortable with the live aspect of that and take the recording, polish it up, make an intro, do a little lower thirds, nice some maybe uh, audio background, clean out the glitches. And now you have a recording that you then can produce on multiple channels, say with one stream, in which you can say, Tuesday, we're going to talk about what our new restaurant does and how you come to our restaurant or how do you come to our hotel or what to what we do for our rooms. And let's show you how we clean our rooms or how we are. We expect our protocol around the pool. This is communication. 
people are very visually connected to this as well. Just typing it out and pulling bullet points or notices or you know, Xeroxed copies of paper that are taped to glass windows in front of a pool door is much less effective than visually communicating with the personality and the voice that your team and your staff can have. So that's one aspect for the hotels. The restaurant tours is a continuation to the restaurant conversation from the hotel side is how do they order for you? Where do they order from? How is it that it's handled? Where do you go? How do you pick it up? What are you doing for contactless delivery, contactless pickup, contactless food service? And again, same questions, contactless menu, contactless method of payment. How do I make a reservation to sit inside if there's limited capacities? Okay, these are things that can be also video produced, uh, both live or as a recording. And of course, if you did record it live and you want to replay it, that gives you the content to replay it again. So these platforms are very useful to just you do one and then you use it again for another time. Time zones make a difference from where they're traveling from, how they travel. And then also think about the linguistics. There's language. We've talked about this a couple of podcasts back. There's some great platforms like Lingo and so forth that will translate your transcripts and then put them as a lower third or uh, closed caption in a language that is more comfortable for somebody to maybe understand, like Spanish, German, French, whatever. So there is tools that can be combined with this that make it even more effective in the usage of these tools for communication. And again, it goes back to stop selling, communicate what needs to be understood by the guests for them to make an informed purchase decision, and how that means to you as a hotel or restaurant owner. And that is our technique of the week. Now, this week's hospitality news that you should know. So our news and show review. Um, the really fun part is we had a great list of people today. We had Adele Gutman from uh, Library Collection. We also had Edward St. Ange from Flip2, Tammy Carlisle from Milestone, Valen Perini from One, uh, Nor One, Lily Mockerman for TCRM Services and Thinks Up Enterprises, Stuart Butler with Fuel Travel, Holly Zoba with um, uh, Influencer uh, Sales, and Dean Schmidt with uh, metasearchmarketing.com. And we, again, it was a gloom and doom Debbie Downer week because obviously this week's numbers have been atrocious. The growth and exponential growth of uh, cases and those affected by that are profound. Um, and of course, the re-stepping backwards because of not the reopening of things, but rather the closure of things because of the insecurity of the spread of what's going on right now. Uh, I live in Florida, Southwest Florida. We're not Southwest Florida per se, but we are the epicenter, Florida in general, as one of them. So to Texas, so to Arizona, so to California, um, and other states. We're not we're not alone in our, our our problems when it comes to that. So there's been a resending back towards closing things down. We've closed down bars again. We restricted restaurants again. Um, we used to talk about unconstrained demand in the sense of revenue management. Now we're talking about constrained demand. The ability of limited inventory to sell because of the constraints of how many people we can actually do business with. So it's changed our metrics a lot in our conversation to this. Um, we hit very hard on the USA Today article that came out, which was basically media-wise discouraging any attempt at the thought of travel, uh, given the concerns of what to expect traveling, the inconsistencies of rules and guidelines, the lack of uh, overhead leadership to all of this, and so the inconsistencies of what that represents for our travel considerations. Uh, we hit that for a very long period of time as to what that real ramifications are for it and so forth. Um, we talked about the Im implications as to the durability of our companies in existence because we're no longer talking about resurgence and reopening and you know, coming back to a normal. Uh, as I like to refer to it, every day has its own normal and every day is different. Um, and to that, this idea of reopening, pre-opening, re-emergence, recovery, we're not there. We, we stumbled on ourselves. We tried to do that. We opened too soon, uh, whether you agree with that or not. 
uh, and has created and exacerbated the situation we're now facing where we have to rescind from that and actually close. And a lot of hotel ownership groups, there's forecasts as to not just when we get back to doing business, but now we're making predictions as to how many business will actually survive to that point. How much of our industry will, will not be coming back? How many hotels will not be opening again? How many uh, hotel companies will not be able to stay and survive long enough for us to see the other side of this? Uh, so a very dark week in that sense to it. Uh, but then we talked optimistically about some of the things as to the marketing tools that we do have, the capabilities that we have, the, the focus on guest-centric activity, the focus on doing some of the things we just mentioned about with the tools and the techniques, communicating and using those bits of grains of rice to make a bowl of rice to eat from. Uh, it's not as easy as it once was. We're definitely into our hunter market now. We're not into a, a farming market um, as we were prior to COVID. Uh, this is wartime versus peacetime, if you'd like to look at it in those terms. So it's an aggressive capability of looking for and taking and gathering what business is still out there. We also talk about the fact that there are differences of business. Right now, there was the ne'er-to-be-care traveler. Uh, those were the ones that first came out of the gate. They didn't care about this. They either thought it was a hoax or considered themselves invincible or unaffected by this. That obviously has shown itself to be not true because that has created the surgeons. The people that didn't travel right now are staying not traveling. They probably are going to consider continue to not travel no matter what we say about what we're doing. But there are still needs of people to travel. Unfortunate needs due to funerals or, or convalescent care, uh, visitations, family supports, uh, medical travel, what have you. There's still aspects of all this. Plus new and unique ways to, to uh, redefine your business strategy. And to that, I would like to go to our topic of the week for news. And that is housing the homeless saved one hotel's bottom line uh, for now. And this is rethinking what you can do. I made the suggestion in the live show that given the fact that there's this push for us to open up all of our schools, come hey or nay, what uh, the current numbers show, maybe uh, an idea of reaching out to your local schools and saying, maybe there's a way of disseminating the load of concentration of people at the school. And perhaps given lots of criteria and logistics that are way too finite to discuss here, um, opening up your conference spaces and allowing for your banquet facilities and so forth to maybe create satellite school systems so that if something does happen where somebody, and they will get infected with COVID, and that will shut down wherever they were, that it isn't taking down the whole school. It might just take down the, that nascent of, of people that were uh, in close proximity to that. And that means that if you distribute that usability within your market, then maybe collectively there would be enough meeting spaces around schools in a variety of ways in different cycles and so forth. And like I said, a lot of logistics that would allow for a hotel to exist safely, security for the kids, distance from whatever a hotel might be doing outside of the usage of the conference space for the school, what have you. Again, logistics to maybe to facilitate something like this. Or in the case of the article, you know, taking in homeless. And yes, never did you build a hotel to me house homeless, but never did you build the hotel to leave it empty either. And so with the facilities being capably used, and there's some way of compensation for whether the government is compensating you for this at whatever level. It's like a wholesale long-term contract kind of thing. You're not creating a, affordable housing. You're temporarily allowing this to occur in your place, but it keeps you alive. It keeps your pay, payroll going. It keeps your food and beverage, if that's what they're providing, going, um, housekeeping going, so forth and so on. And it provides a very valuable service. We, we know that there's a, a terrible uh, plague on our country about homeless. So there's a wonderful solution to that. What about the fact that there are people that still need to self-quarantine for a period of 14 days, regardless of, you know, it's, there are people coming back from out of country, that they are American citizens coming back into country, there's a self-quarantine requirement. 
looking for those people, people that have to travel, as I mentioned before, for reasons of, unfortunate reasons of funerals and what have you, or they're able to visit convalescent care family, or they're able to go to family support, or, and we're seeing this in other ways, uh, people are beginning to stratify their relationships with friends as to friends that have reacted to this in the same level of isolation, less than their level of isolation, and below their level of isolation, and deciding as to how they engage with these people. For those who have isolated the same, perhaps you were meeting in the same room, they're coming over, you're going over, but you're staying socially distanced just to be extra cautionary. Then other people that are not as isolated as you are, you might meet them in a public area or open area, also socially distanced. And for those who are lesser than that, you may not even decide to, to engage with them for fear that they are being too exposed to places that you are people that you would prefer not to. We also, in the live show, discussed very clearly that this uh, pandemic is more about people sharing it to people than it is about contact to surfaces. Not that it's immune to that. We don't know the full scope of this, but we do know that primarily the influences upon this is related to people to people. The courtesy of wearing the mask, the courtesy of keeping proper hygiene, the purpose of keeping proper distance. These are the things that will help us sustain a capability of reducing the impact of this. Because if you're in the hotel and hospitality industry, for all these people that aren't wearing masks, for all these people that says my right and so forth, it's almost if you would like to plead them, it is personal to all of us. You are not helping us recover. We can't go back to business as long as you feel it's your right to infect other people. We know it does this. Nobody wants to wear a mask. Nobody wants to sweat behind a mask. Nobody wants to have to hide their face in the facial expressions or communicate or what have you. But the sooner we can be courteous to each other, the sooner we can be back to what we can do for business because we are not going upwards in this escalation, but maintaining some level of control. And that control is how much goes into the hospitals and how well the hospitals can facilitate all the medical needs that we require of them. So not to stand on grandstand, but these are the implications and aspects that we're facing at this time. And these are the things that are very real for us. And we're seeing the very big reality of it this week, whether it be political, media, social, all these three are self-driven. The political people are looking for re-election. The media people are looking for sensationalism. And socialism is looking for self-awareness and self-importance uh, self by saying, I do this and I like this and this is my medium. So all three of those are not in support of us, us as a community, as humanity. And because of that, we have to take it upon ourselves, our own responsibilities to how we react to this. So again, sorry for the soapbox, but it is critical at this time we really reevaluate how we're contributing to our society and supporting it and how we can keep ourselves safe and in turn keep other people safe and somehow stop from totally destroying our industry to a very hard recoverable level. So remember, you can find us on Google Play, Apple iTunes, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, Pandora, TuneIn, Podcast Breaker. The list goes on, 38 prop, uh, platforms and counting. Um, we are even on Amazon Alexa, Google Assistant, and Siri. Just ask to play the Hospitality Marketing Podcast. And no matter which one you may use, if you like the show, please rate us and leave a comment. That will help others find our content. Also, if this is your first time hearing us, of course you can subscribe to the platform that you found us on or any of those other 38 platforms. And for an archive of all of our previous podcasts, you can go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash podcasts. And don't forget our live video talk show that you can join and participate in every Friday at 1130 a.m. Eastern Time called This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the live show. And for that, you can simply go to hospitalitydigitalmarketing.com forward slash live. Look for this week's episode, which is 257. And again, thank you for the privilege of your time. And we look forward to talking to you next week.
You have been listening to This Week in Hospitality Marketing, the podcast show 257 brought to you by Hospitality Digital Marketing in support of the HSMAI, the Hospitality Sales and Marketing Association International All Rights Reserve Copyright 2020.